Welcome to the Yada 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 podcast, where we interview members of the local Brisbane arts community. We go behind to find out what makes the artist tick. So welcome back to the Yada 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 podcast. Today we're joined by David Harrington. How are you going today, David? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Um, For the people that don't know, David's a film photographer based in New South Wales. Should we say New South Wales? Yeah, northern New South Wales. Shooting bands and landscape pictures, bands like June Rats and Skeks. So straight into it, how did you first sort of come to find photography was your creative outlet of choice? I've been taking photos for most of my life that I can remember, but I think in high school I sort of got into photography probably around the age of 14 or 15. Yeah. Um, started. I took a photography as an elective class at school mm. um, and I was really lucky that one of the teachers that worked at the high school I went to was was really into photography, particularly analogue photography of all kinds. Yeah. Yeah, so I, we had a dark room at the school and we had – I really fell in love with the process of, of taking the photos and as well as – enlarging them and and just the whole process mm. of digital cameras and and also I'm gonna I'm not, not that old but I'll age myself a little bit here and that at that point too film and film cameras were so much cheaper than digital yeah. any decent digital cameras absolutely so it was actually yeah it was actually easier for me as a 14 or 15 year old to yeah. shoot film and develop it at school and, and and like make prints at school than it was to own a digital camera mm. So has it always been analog for you then, over digital? No, no, not necessarily. I'd say the I, sh- I started off shooting film, and then I shot mostly digital. And then my background is that I'm a tour manager and a stage tech for bands, yeah. and I spent probably more the first five or six years of that just um, shooting photos on the road digitally. And I yeah. and and on my phone as well. It's a, you know it's a great it was it still is a great camera, but mm. I, I ended up losing all of those photos. I lost uh, my phone broke and I didn't have it backed up. Oh and, uh, no! <laughs> and I lost um I got um, my laptop got stolen, which had all my photos on it too. Oh no, that's terrible. Yeah, around the same time. So I thought I'll take if I go back to taking photos on film, which I never really stopped. But if I take the majority of them on film, at least I'll have my negatives. If something like that happens again, that absolutely. Was, that was around 2016, I think. I went back to doing that. But yeah, it's yeah. always been. I don't necessarily favour one over the other. I, I do really enjoy the process of shooting film, but mm. I don't think that you can take a photo on film that is better than a photo on digital. A good photo is a good photo regardless of the medium, but I do enjoy the process. Yeah, yeah. So you're just talking about your tour managing. So is that sort of how you first started to get into band photography? Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I never really considered myself a, a band photographer or anything. I just yeah. was photographing my life, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Like I, I was. I've been touring for since two thousand and ten, and probably around two thousand and sixteen was when I started really actively photographing all the tours that I was on, mm. and. I was just—it was just my life. It wasn't necessarily I was out. I want to document a band, or I want to take photos of this band or that band. I just was taking photos of what I was doing and who I was doing it with. Is that yeah? That makes sense. Yeah. And so now, when you're shooting, is it something that you look for to shoot bands, or is it still sort of just that um, whatever's happening for you? 
Yeah, or I mean, you it's, reach out for it. I don't. I don't really reach out for it. I wouldn't say so if if someone reaches out to me, I will do it. Like I, I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't consider myself the most confident portrait photographer. Or I don't really go out seeking seeking the work because I'm not particularly confident in that way. Like I'll I'll go out and seek and seek work as a tour manager or stage tech because it's what I I feel comfortable and confident to do. Yeah. But as a photographer, I'd sort of prefer to work with the bands that I know personally. I'm pretty good friends with everybody and all the bands. Yeah. And, and I feel like I get a different perspective that I wouldn't get if it was just somebody that I was just meeting for the first time. Yeah, totally. And so do you find that you'd favour shooting a band you've already got a relationship with? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've taken photos of bands that I don't know that well as well. It's just a totally different experience. It's not necessarily a bad experience. It's just completely different. And do you find that, like, in the process of shooting the same band over and over, you sort of do, like, grow closer towards them? Yeah, I I would say so. I mean, I I can also see... Like with some bands, if I've say I've been shooting them for two years straight of a tour cycle that they're on, I also can get not bored. Like, but yeah, it's like, oh, here, here we go. I'll do another yeah, photo from totally. behind the drum kit or like whatever yeah. it is. It's like <laughs> same formula. <clears throat> it's the same formula. But then I think that's why I really like taking photos of of the band members when they're not on stage. Yeah. So that that changes all the time whereas when you're playing the same set over and over and there's the same lighting and the same cues obviously the crowd's different and the venue's different each time yeah but, but it's sort of the same thing and it's it's that that can get a bit a bit boring not it's boring is the wrong word maybe a bit like i feel like i've already done that but i just feel like you can i don't want to overdo that either if that makes yeah, sense absolutely so how do you sort of manage that <laughs> do you feel like a pressure to keep doing unique things that each different gig or like they do look for ways to be more creative with the shots you're taking I, I'm so grateful and so lucky that I'm not employed as a photographer I'm employed yeah. as a tour manager and as and a stage tech so I don't have any particular pressure like if I don't if I don't get the photos if I don't come away with something from that tour no one really cares because it's yeah. not it's not really my job like I'm a, it's a it's something that I do for myself, but I'm not getting paid to do it. So I don't have that Absolutely. client pressure. Yeah. Which is really helpful. And it does allow me to just do whatever I want. And it takes away all the pressure of, oh, if I don't get this shot or a shot list that I have to shoot to or anything like that, I don't mm-hmm. have that. It's just yeah. whatever I want to do, which is, which is a really nice creative freedom for sure. Yeah. So I know you mentioned before that when you first started getting into film photography, it was super accessible and that was sort of the norm for photography. But now it's a bit harder to um, sure. <laughs> have analogue film as a hobby. So how do you sort of feel about that repopulation of film photography I, and um, sort of becoming a trend almost? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely um, become more popular, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. I think it's going to be difficult for people, like if you want to get into taking f- photos in 35 millimeters, where most people are going to go, and you can still get a relatively decent SLR from for an affordable price. But if you want to get a really good camera, that it's they're worth more now than they were when they were new. Definitely, and to you know people. Not not so much here, but you know you can pay twenty five dollars for a roll of portrait four hundred, and then yeah. you know twenty another twenty dollars to develop it and scan Absolutely. it. Absolutely, 
So it it is becoming less accessible in that respect because I don't know if that's because of the popularity. You would almost think if popularity the, the price yeah. will go down, the more popular Make it, it is. More but, yeah. but maybe that will happen. But prices seem to be going up. But that's a big part of why I don't really shoot much color film. If I'm shooting yeah. color, I'll shoot digitally. Yeah, but, absolutely. Because uh, I, I develop and scan all of my black and white stuff myself, or yeah, or that's awesome. Print it myself too. So you can make you can do it affordably. Like if you if you can bulk roll your own black and white film and you can develop it yourself, mm. you can cut a lot of costs for it and, and scanning it too. When I do large prints or or books, I do get it professionally scanned on a yeah. On a prop, like my scan is just a flatbed scanner, but I've got a little plug. A person called uh, Bridget down at Format Scan in Melbourne that does, oh, yeah. she scans all my negatives for me on her uh, Flex Tight scanner. So they they're really high quality. And they look, they do look better. Not necessarily um, crazy different at small, um, yeah. small sizes, but at a bigger size, you, I can really notice the difference. And, and, yeah. the, and tonally too, they look a lot more printed. They look a lot more like a darker in print. I think. Right. So, are you just working with like <coughs> little dark bags yourself? Yeah, at the yeah. So, I, black and white developing. Yeah, I've got a dark bag, and I've got a, a few um, tanks and, and reels and. Awesome. Just, just do everything at home, and then a scan on a on a flatbed scanner too. Yeah, but it does it does make the cost a lot less, and and I absolutely I bulk roll. Um, I mostly shoot on Ilford HP five, so yeah. I can bulk roll that too, which cuts the cost down too. And if you can do those things, I think it's I think it is still affordable, but it's definitely probably a similar cost to upgrading a. A digital SLR or a mirrorless camera every mm-hmm. three years, I would say. Yeah. When it becomes obsolete, but it's hard, it's hard to, to say that that's going to keep happening now because you know a digital camera that came out in two thousand and nineteen or eighteen even is still really a really good camera. But yeah, today's, absolutely. Like, you know, before then, you'd go from six megapixels to twelve, and it was a crazy difference, and it kept going up. But I feel like digital cameras are sort of now at a point where it is kind of feasible and you've got black and white specific cameras like the the lacquers show that like thirteen thousand dollars but yeah maybe more people will start doing that and you know it is difficult Mm -hmm. but that's another thing that i've found too i've never really found a digital camera that i actually really enjoy shooting yeah right so that that also is a is a factor (laughs) yeah absolutely no it's not that there's anything wrong with the shooting experience but like I had a Nikon D3S that I really liked the photos that came off that camera, but it's a big like dual grip DSLR yeah. and it's not easy to carry around. <laughs> it's yeah. like, and then I, I would love to shoot with a digital Leica, but I don't have $13,000 to spend on yeah. the camera. So yeah. there's, there's that too. But And I also do genuinely just really enjoy the process of shooting with film yeah. still. Yeah, absolutely. So sort of steering away from photography now, other than your work tour managing, is there any other creative outlet that you enjoy other than photography or working with bands? I mean, it takes up a lot of my time. I do enjoy yeah. playing music and I enjoy listening to music, obviously. Yeah. It's a big part of my life. Yeah. Um, but I'd say music and photography are two of the bigger um creative outlets I, I enjoy building things as well um with woodwork and which i find creative and, and yeah it kind of ties in with photography too but um i really like i've th- throughout covid when i wasn't able to tour i started making 
um, photo books and, and little zines. Yeah. yeah. Which is I really enjoyed doing. I'd never done anything like that before and it was really fun to to learn all of that. I I um <laughs> bought a copy of Adobe InDesign and learned to design books and it's yeah. been it's been really fun that too. I, I didn't necessarily know that I'd enjoy it that much, but I, I really do and I've definitely got better at it. I look at the <laughs> first thing I put out and I think it looks kinda crappy. <laughs> like it got slowly got better over time. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's it's is really enjoyable. That's awesome. And finally, just a question for all the photographers. Do you have any advice for people starting out or for people trying to get a bit more serious? I feel like there's a lot of advice that says you need to shoot every day or you need yeah. to do this and that, but I don't I do not do that. Yeah. Um, I don't think that there's any real rule or formula that will make you a better photographer I just think you need to do what you want to do and what you feel comfortable doing and obviously you have to take photos to be a good photographer you can't just imagine that it's going to happen but if you're not for me if I'm not feeling inspired to take a photo I'll take something and it won't it won't be any good and it's kind of almost a negative effect for me whereas yeah if I'm I'm just doing what I want to do and and taking photos and not really thinking about it not really trying to impress anybody, not trying to, not just doing it for myself, I think makes a massive difference to your, your self-esteem and your creativity and you let yourself do what you want to do and it will, it will help you in, in a lot of ways. But I just, I think that don't, don't necessarily think you need to do or be anything, just be who you are and take the photos that you want to take. And I think that over time you'll develop your own style and your own techniques that work for you. And I think that's probably what I've done. But, you know, obviously you can look to look to other photographers, but I, I don't think you should necessarily try to try to be anybody else. Yeah. Obviously you can take your cues from them but and pay credit where credit's due in that respect. But I don't think you need to necessarily try and emulate anybody or absolutely think that the next thing that you can buy or the next film that you buy or whatever it is will will make you a better photographer either I think that's important to not not get caught up in that too (laughs) yeah well thank you so much for your time today David it's been really nice talking to you yeah you too hopefully (laughs) hopefully I've said some things that are helpful (laughs) or resonate with somebody it's actually been great. I've enjoyed this. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for thanks for taking the time to chat. Yeah.